Hello and welcome to Stop Your People Need You. I am Luke and with me, as always, is Danny. Yo. Yo again. Thank you for that. Well, it is <laughs> it is NFL week. We are we are paying homage. Exactly. We are stateside today. We are stateside, albeit only in our minds. <laughs> um, so you can probably say yo a little bit more. Uh, but look, thank you. Thank, you, thank you for joining us, everybody. Um, we are today, as the title suggests, paying homage uh, to what is this week NFL Super Bowl week. Um, yeah. And we thought it was a great time to draw out something that I had listened to uh, a few weeks ago on an NFL podcast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a little bit of context to get us to uh, the real leadership learning points and maybe organisational learning points as well. So as it's Super Bowl week, um, myself, I'm a huge fan of the NFL. I have been for probably five years now. Uh, my team is the Kansas City Chiefs, who, yes, they are in the Super Bowl this week against uh, the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and also, you know, what's really helpful is Danny loves all things sport. Not. not. Um, so he was delighted <laughs> when I suggested. Actually, that's not entirely true. I mean, there are some things I like, but it's mainly things involving balls that I don't like. That, I think that's the bit that I kind of, any game that involves a ball, kind of don't have much. In, oh, no, I don't mind tennis. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's no, really, really doesn't. Um, but thank you. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but actually what we do both appreciate is the lessons from sport. We use it a lot in leadership yes. and management training. In fact, some people could argue that it's a little bit overdone at times. But what we're going to do today is not just talk to you about what we think is a great story from the NFL. What we are going to talk to you about is actually economically, from a business sense, how something happened and the the effects it could have. So yes. I listen to a number of NFL podcasts. One of them is the Jason and OC podcast. Um, two former players from the NFL. Uh, they're based actually in the UK. So that's where its strength is. Uh, really, really popular. Um, and right before the playoffs, so they have their season, uh, whatever sport you follow, football or whatever it may well be, uh, rugby, you, you'll have your main season. And then what it happens is they go into what is their playoffs and their uh, the knockout stages. So at the end of the season, going into the last game, there was something that OC specifically wanted to talk about because all of the games had finished in, the, in what you would call the domestic season here in the UK. And um, he was... He was upset um, and agitated by something that had happened uh, with one of the games. And that game was between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington football team. Um, and what, what happened was the Philadelphia Eagles were, uh, were approaching that last game with nothing to play for. They couldn't reach any of the playoffs or the knockout stages. For them, it was a non-game. On the flip side of that, the Washington football team had everything to play for because they and the New York Giants at the time needed to win one more game in order to qualify for the next set of stages. So it transpires that the Washington football team beat the Eagles and it knocked out the New York Giants. There was a very big fallout from that because, and OC's view of this, and I think a lot of people in the States' view of this was, <clears throat> the Eagles had laid down. They did not put yeah. their best foot forward. He kept using that term where they didn't put their best foot forward. 
Um, and in turn, allowed the Washington football team to almost get the game, win the game. And They may as well have not bother turning up, really. Exactly, Dan. Just conceded. Yeah. And, and, and I know we joke about, you know, uh, Danny not liking sport. Danny's listened to the same podcast. You know, we've really done some research into this to make sure that we're really mm. well informed. And you heard the passion in, in OC's voice, didn't you? Oh, my word, it, it was. And, and you know what, that, that was the point is that that, that was my takeaway at this early stage. I know there's a lot more to talk about, but it was as if they may as well have just stayed in bed yeah. that day. It was like, and actually that's not sport, is it? I mean, that's, you know, we'll, we'll come on more to it, but immediately that fills me with a bit of fear that, wow, that's a really painful place to be when you, you know, even though you know there's nothing to gain, you can't be asked, you can't be bothered. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it applies to all parts of life. And that's why we're, we, you know, mm. we want to discuss this. And in fact, Jason and OC, they do draw it out as well. That they, they ended it with, this is not yeah. just applicable to the NFL. So what OC did is he, he, he gave a comparative story of when he was still an active player. And I'm going to try and do that justice. So if you'll bear with me, I'm going to walk you through this story because it is critically important for you to understand what happened to him in a similar situation. So in 2007, whilst OC was still an active player and playing for the New York Giants, they were going, similar to the Philadelphia Eagles, into their final divisional game of the season against the New England Patriots. If anybody knows the NFL They've been, there's been a bit of a New England Patriots dynasty over the last probably 15 years. And if you don't know the NFL, you may have heard of Tom Brady, um, who is often claimed to be the greatest of all time. Anyway, the Giants had already qualified for the playoffs going into this final game. OC, on a personal level, as a player, had been named Pro, pro Bowl, which in their, in their world, that's a, that's a really big accolade for any player. There's a group of players at the end of the season that get called pro bowlers. They're marked as the best players of the season. So he's already got that, okay? He's also been awarded all of his um, bonuses and incentives against his contract. So he can own, earn no more money, okay? And he could not wait, as a professional sports player, to get on that field in the playoffs, he was already thinking about the playoffs, not thinking about this next game against the New England Patriots. And in his words, and this is the most important part because he admits this is his view, he had nothing to gain from playing in the final game and the only thing that could come out of it for him was him getting injured. He thought that there was no way in the world that his coach would risk that and was convinced that his coach would bench him which is what he wanted, and that, um, that he would also bench other star players because there was nothing to be gained by playing them. So fast forward to the Wednesday before the game, uh, and it's team meeting day. Uh, and in NFL, you know, they, they do, it's, there's a lot of science behind their game. They meet for hours upon hours, really methodically play out who they're playing and, and understand their plays. Big day. And in comes... The head coach, Tom Coughlin. And before he starts the meeting, he decides to go to the front of the room, takes a pause and addresses the entire team. And in O.C.'s words, but he says he remembers this vivid, vividly, his words, Tom Coughlin's words were, 
let me tell you all something right now. Because I don't know what you're thinking about, but I'm going to tell you right now, we're playing against the New England Patriots, who are an undefeated football team. And every last one of you are playing. Not only that, every last one of you are going to play the entire game. Not only that, we're going to play that game to win because we want to beat them. I love this bit because this for me, this this kind of just that we are playing to win. What intent there is behind that statement. Absolutely. We are playing to yeah. win. No, no, no gray area. No, uns- not too sure. Playing to win. Absolutely clear. It is in their DNA. And then he said, we don't care about their record because to reference that, the New England Patriots that season had not been beaten at all. So Mm. they had a clean record going into their final game. So for the New England Patriots, they had something to play for. But he says, we do not care about their record and we do not care about our own. We don't care that we've clinched the playoffs. We want to beat that football team we're going to play to win. So, OC then at that point is struck. And he admits that instantly everything that he had thought about up until that moment had gone out of his head. He was totally changed and shifted in his mindset. He said, he's absolutely right. We want to beat that team. Every time we step onto that field, we play to win. It's about knowing as a team and a culture, when you step on that field, you give it your all and you play to win the game. Now, what happened then, Danny? Do you, do you, what, was, what was the result of the game? Well, this was a bit, and, and I don't really, as I say, I, I, I don't really watch um, American football um, or the NFL, <clears throat> um, other than I've seen it on holiday sometimes, it's playing on the TV in the background. So I don't really understand the scoring system, but it sounded pretty good that they lost... Okay, this is important. They did lose, but they only lost by three points. The final score was 38-35, which means, you know, they lost by much less than a 10% margin. I mean, that is less than 10%, about 7% they lost by, which is, you know, in any terms, that's not a lot. I mean, if you're a football fan, that would be like losing 10-9, you know, in the same (laughs) instance, right? And I mean, if you lost 10-9, you'd kind of go, well, you've put up a pretty good effort. Um, in, in the mix of things. So, yeah, I mean, that, that just in itself, I just just a few things you've talked about already, and I just want to emphasise how, how much this kind of has, has stuck in my mind as being such a brilliant example. Um, the, the, the first bit is about knowing the team and the culture that you're trying to create. And that is, you know, if, if you as a sports person, you know, it's like... Um, motor racing right which actually is something i'm more interested in um but if you take motor racing that yes the the driver has got the end in mind okay and in turn wants to win the world championship but they're also want to win that race that's that they've got to be in the zone to win that race and in fact in motor racing there's been a lot of controversy in the past where motor racers have been told to slow down by the management team to let other somebody else win in order to kind of skew the points, right? And I always, it makes me cringe because I think if my boss did that to me, I'd be furious. 
I would be absolutely furious. And yet, interestingly, this is an American football example. Osi says um, he kind of checked out. He was like, I'm not putting no effort into this. But I don't want to get injured. I've kind of done my bit. Stick me to one side. Put some of the second-rate players on the pitch and let them play the game. And who cares what happens? But I really like the fact that he's he forgot all of that in a heartbeat when his leader said, we're playing to win. And immediately that shifted his thinking. It sh- he put him in, in the, what like, I guess a lot of sports people have is that competitive mindset. And, and the word win is probably the bit that kind of reared up the, the emotions inside and the, you know, the, 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 all the, all the, you know, the chemicals working inside the brain to kind of gear you up and come on, we can yeah. do this. And so, yeah, 38-35, what, what a phenomenal result against a, what I, in a game what appears to be, in my limited knowledge, a very, very, very good team to play against. Yeah, and I think the way... Um, um, I mean, I no, and I, you're absolutely yeah. right. And I think but the way they made it out, and I haven't watched the game, um, but Jason has obviously... It was a famous game in the States at the time. Jason remembered it. And they both agreed they had them on the ropes. I think had the game had another quarter... I think they may have beaten them. That's what they were suggesting. I think think what's also interesting, I don't know whether you remember the point at which Jason said, do you know what? What's really interesting, OC, is your decision that got you to, I have nothing to gain, albeit may sound selfish. There was a lot of logic. There was a lot of data there. It it was a, he actually, I think he may have used the term. It was a data-driven decision. You know, rest, not not just rest, but protect your best players for the advantage of X, it wasn't strategically a completely stupid idea to rest the best players. No, it's not. And, and, it, and that's not unusual either. In other team sports, you know, quite often, you know, managers and coaches uh, uh, will take the decision to not play the best players that they've got in the squad in order to preserve their fitness. I mean, you see that often in... You know, if you take football yeah. or soccer, the UK UK football, um, you know, where in, in Europeans and world championships where some of the best players are not played as much in the early stages because they they want to make sure they're match fit for future matches. And that's more of a strategic decision yes. rather than we don't care if we win this game. That's a, that's a, we've got to look after this. We can't afford for this person to be injured because if we play against X team on the next round, we will be screwed if we don't have yeah, that, yeah. that, that premium player, that, that star player. Yeah. It's, it's, but again, there's an element of playing it safe, playing not to lose, playing not to lose your star player. Hence the playing to win part, which for, for anybody that's read, uh, read up on sort of that mindset piece, playing to win is quite a, a, a well used term. I think for me in this case, and I think Danny, you drew it out, it's the underlying principles of it. Less about play to win every time, because sometimes that's quite a strong statement. It can be quite exhaustive when it's used in the wrong way. We're saying here, it's about where it fits in your DNA and your culture as an organisation, which brings us on to the final part of the, so what happened? So what happened? Yeah, what happened next? Yeah, absolutely. Tell the rest of the story. So 38-35, they had him on the ropes. And they lost the game. And they both proceeded as they were they were already planned to into the playoffs. What Osi said is that united them. And they all left the game with this feeling of next time we meet those guys, next time we play the Patriots, we're going to beat them. Because that's how they'd approach that game. And that they knew that they could beat them. 
And I think that was the important team. The unbeaten team going through a dynasty at this moment in time. And with Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, you know, it is, you're talking a famous time for the New England Patriots. And the next time they played them, Danny, was four games later in the 2007-2008 season Super Bowl. And they beat them. They went and beat them in the Super Bowl. Absolutely. I mean, there's a there in itself. You know, picture the picture the team that day, and and the coach and the conversation that would have been happening in the dressing room of that leader saying, "We almost got them last time. Yeah. We were we we were we were almost there, and we had nothing to gain. Now we have everything to gain. And so, in turn, let's actually do this and make it happen, make it count. I mean, it, it does. It sends shivers down your spine just thinking about it. You imagine being there in that moment and just, you know, that inner desire to want to be, to want to win, to, to want to be your best. I mean, you know, go back to this, not just trying hard. You know, we're talking about here about every single human being being the best physical version of themselves that they can possibly be. And, uh, and and wanting to be that, giving it all, not giving it 99%, not even 99.9%, giving it absolutely 100%, bringing your A game. And it isn't always, it doesn't always mean you will win. Play, playing no. to win doesn't mean no. you win. Playing to win means that no. you approach it like that because they lost. Well, I actually, I actually think that winning is the bonus. It's, it's the, isn't, the, isn't much of the reward from the amount of effort that you feel that you've put Absolutely. into something. When you go, oh, I couldn't have given any more. And actually, if you're then defeated, I think it's, I mean, as much as I'm sure in this instance, they'd have been absolutely gutted if they hadn't had one, but there's still the point of saying, but my word, we couldn't have given any more. And actually, to the point of leadership, I know we're going off track a little bit here, I mean, you can bring your story back in a second, but on the point of leadership, you can never expect anything from anybody other than their best. Absolutely. Right, that, that's, that is it. So if somebody gives their best, even if it's not enough, that shouldn't matter. The point is they gave their best, and that's all we can ask from a human being. Absolutely, and, I don't, and, and you say about bringing the story back, this is the story. This is the story. Yeah. The story of leadership is exactly this. And actually it does, if you think about... Well, one of the things that I remember he said is, it's about culture, it's about mentality. But he said, and it was it was quite funny because we always talk about you know your contribution bowl and you know what you put in, you'll you'll get out. Well, he said, I believe in the football gods. There is such thing as the football gods, and they're watching yeah. you. And he was laughing about it, wasn't yeah. he? He said they're watching you, but they know that they you know if you don't put what in it, what you you're meant to put in, it will come back and bite you. Yeah, that's right. Well, he said, what you put in, you will get exactly. out. That was what he said, wasn't it? What you will put in, you will get out. And, and, and it is that. It is, it's the amount of effort that you put in will determine the amount of output and results you get in, in everything in life. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. You know, if you're, if you're going into a, if you're a leader and you're going into a team meeting or a Zoom call or a Teams call today while you're listening next, the amount of you put into that will determine how much you get out of it every time. And if you put, if you don't put it all in, you can't expect everybody to give their all back. That just doesn't, it doesn't work. And if that story can't quite 
get you in terms of towards motivation. Let's think about the away motivation. Let's think about the um, impact now. Now, again, I, I, I am going to speak on uh, in O.C.'s words because I, I thought he, he said it very eloquently. Uh, he put it really powerfully to me. And his view on the Eagles is that although it may seem like a small thing now, they're going to pay the price for what they did as a culture, as a team, and as an organisation for laying down like that. And also, he said, so will their coach. Because his players and his future players will remember him for that moment, what he stands for. And the, the best part was, they said, because that is his nature. To be like that. And I was like, whoa, that is absolutely huge. He finalised it with, in that moment... And this is where we let's bring it to business and let's bring it to leadership like we just did. We've done the leader part, but they had an opportunity to show themselves, their fans, their organizations and their city. Now, in America, you you know, you know what state you're in by the colors that hang from the walls in the local Walmart. I've experienced that. I've been in Kansas. I'm a Kansas fan. I've had the opportunity to go there. Walmart, like for like, went in there. It's decorated white and red. I went then 10 hours across state to Colorado, another Walmart, it's purple and orange for the Denver Broncos. You know where you are by the state. So they had a chance to show their fans and their city, yeah, that what they stand for, and they didn't do it. And he believes that that will haunt them for many years to come, many, many, many years to come. And I think that was the point. And going back to leadership, and then I'm going to shut up about this particular story. In OC's view, what his coach did, like the title of this uh, of this particular podcast, is he managed to change his whole mindset in 45 seconds. Maybe I could argue he didn't just change his mindset. He that that coach changed the fate of that team that year in 45 seconds because they went and won the Super Bowl that year because of the 45 seconds that he took the time to remind people what they stand for. I would say, I mean, probably change the mindset forever. Um, I, I think that's something that would, 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 would play on your mind in every every given situation. And, and just to go back to the point about what he said about, um, you know, kind of the impact of the coach, uh, you know, and what the, you know, um, the other team had done. And, and I actually thought, I, I actually quite liked his brutal candor about almost like this guy's ruined this team forever and probably ruined his own reputation forever um, in some way, shape or form. But actually it goes back to a quote we use quite a lot and that is that Jeff Bezos, the Amazon yes. chap, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Um, and that's exactly what that is, isn't it? You know, he, he now has become a coach with a, with almost with a reputation of, rolling over of being a defeatist of giving in or whatever the whatever people say about him and actually would you ever really truly if he walked into the changing rooms and spun his inspirational story would people 100% buy into that or think yeah you know we know what you've done in the past and I think that for me is was the entire takeaway uh, from from this whole thing, our conversation today, Luke, but also the story and, and listening to it, and and I would encourage anybody to just go and listen to the first fifteen minutes of that podcast because it's it's well worth a listen. Um, but I think that the, the bit for me is that as a leader, you define you know the thinking, 
the behavior, the mentality, and the results in your team by the way that you behave. And it's always worth, in any instance, you know, no matter what you're doing today or tomorrow or next week or next month, is taking a step back and thinking to yourself, right, how as a leader do I make sure I am the best version of me in this situation? How do I give it my all? Even if I'm going into a difficult conversation, even if the chips are down, even if I'm facing some difficult circumstances or you know, whatever it may be, I go into it with a, a desire to just say, look, let's be the best that we can be. And, and, and I think that for me is a, is a powerful lesson to learn from all I couldn't agree more. So today wasn't necessarily about what, you know, about us. And yeah, I, you know, I think we've, it's been really good to chat about it. But I think the story in itself just absolutely kills this point. Me Nails too. it on. And for, for me, my question to myself that I will be taking away is how many 45 second moments will I have where someone will be looking at me, a team of people, a customer will be looking at me. And that's, they're, they're going to be defining moments in my career in the future and how many have I had in the past that have gone amiss how many 45 seconds will you all have in your life the opportunities that you can take to shift mindset because that is what we're here to do as leaders is to help people on their path and whatever that may well be exactly right you know that's that and that's do you know what oh, uh, you know in, in OC's very candid terms that's our responsibility that's what we signed up for and so, you know, if we're going to sign up for this, let's do let's do a really great job of it. Let's not just let's not make sure we none of us cut any corners. Let's be the best that we can Absolutely. be. Absolutely. And on that note, I hope that the Kansas City Chiefs this Sunday are the best that they can be and make it two <laughs> two years back to back wins of the Super Bowl. I take no shame in saying that on my own podcast with you, Danny. Go Chiefs! Um, and for all of you yeah. listening. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. And on Danny's note, he did say, listen to the podcast that we've mentioned. We will put that in the description um, and make it available to you as well. It's a great show. They're, they're really good to listen to. Fantastic. Thank, thank you, everyone. See you next time. Stay safe.